Hello, hello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ish. How are you? I am fantastic. Anchorheads, this is my homie, Ish with the Beach. (laughs) 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 The not so hostess with the mostest. Nope, not hosting anything. But I told Um, Well, I'm going to try my best, so I want to say you're welcome. Yeah, 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 man. I'm welcome. Shit. <laughs> we do this here with no strings, no no prep, no nothing. We just we just going in. Because I've been feeling to talk to somebody about damn Black Panther, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep it under wraps until most people have seen it. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the movie yet, for one, if you are Black and you haven't seen Black Panther yet, your Black card is seriously revoked at this point, because you've had well enough time when did that movie come out? On the 16th? It is yep. now well into March. You ain't got no excuse. Black History Month is over. So if you haven't seen it yet, revocations are going to be handed out. But for those of you who have seen it, I hope you enjoy the conversation because, yeah, we need to have some conversation. What did you think? I loved it. What did you love most about it? Uh, Besides all the chocolate. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick one thing, but definitely the fact that I saw way less white faces any other movie in a very long time that was a treat and we weren't slaves yeah and we weren't like poor and complaining yes and and there was no pookies (laughs) i mean pookie could have been there but pookie would have had a purpose nah man pookie don't ever have no purpose In, in the context of what we've known here on the western side of the world but if if we were allowed to be in Wakanda everybody in Wakanda can't possibly be like stellar and at the top of their game I mean look why not I mean because human nature like no that's not our nature our nature is always to be fabulous have you not noticed yes and look at Killmonger he was fabulously evil he was fabulously evil but he represented what the quote-unquote American side or African-American side of the whole spectrum, supposedly. At least that's what I took away from it. Yeah. Well, he definitely represented the westernization of, you know, our ideals. Because he wasn't really about freeing the diaspora. He was about putting me in charge. I want to be the top dog now. Right. Which he got from that side. Yeah. So, yes, he definitely represented that. Well, so would you say that ratchet behavior is learned behavior? I would. That ain't in our DNA. I want to say, um, I think there's a time and a place for ratchetry. Like, <laughs> did I, you say ratchetry? Yeah, right. Ratchetry. <laughs> um, definition being, you know, when you with your homies and you turn up, you have a good time and everybody's having a good time. There's definitely a place for that. I think that's definitely part of our DNA. Maybe they didn't call it ratchet in, on the continent. Maybe they called it something else. Maybe they called it Saturday afternoon when everybody was outside under the stars or, you know, surrounded by trees, dancing and around a fire, things like that. I mean, we have- That's not considered time. ratchet. I mean, I associate no. ratchet to like the Mona Scott stuff. Throwing drinks, you know, like how you wasting good alcohol? Y'all always throwing drinks. I think, well, in that case, then I think ratchet gets a bad name because for me, ratchet means fun. We're having a fun time. 
we're enjoying each other's company and we're a little more turned up than usual but it doesn't mean it has come to fights and yelling and and blows and stuff like that well yeah no ratchet to me is like straight like you have no home training no behavior you you know like i was i was talking with my other homegirl like you're you're boo piece miller so her friend is Miller. <laughs> Miller misses you and she's like, Where's my Aisha? I'm like, Y'all need to hook up and y'all need to talk and hang out, do something. Mm-hmm. I made the connection. It's up to y'all to do whatever, whatever. But no, like I was telling her we went out for her birthday one time and she has a friend of hers who's very outspoken. You know, she's cool. Mm-hmm. But went to the black people restaurant downtown, you know, was it Brooklyn Moon, I think it was called. Okay. And she's at the dinner table talking mad loud because, yeah, you know. And I'm just like, yo, when I tell you, I could have, like, imploded within myself. Oh, no. That's ratchet behavior. You don't talk about sucking dick at a dinner table in a public place with other beautifully dressed black people trying to enjoy a meal and swallowing and, like, nah. Don't do that. Uh, Subject matter was not for that outing, obviously, but I still don't consider that ratchet. I th- I consider that inappropriate, definitely. Like, there's... Right. This is not the place. First of all, it's not right. even a celebration, so you shouldn't be trying to steal all the limelight anyway. <clears throat> You're here to contribute. That, too. Okay, so do that part and do it well, but don't, don't try to be the center of attention. That's you robbing, you know, the birthday girl. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying don't talk about that stuff, but like out in public, we're all well-dressed. Yeah, like don't do that. Like, know your audience, one. And all good things will follow, too. Damn right. Let's get back to the Wakanda loveliness. Oh, my God. I wanted to go there. (laughs) I think everybody wants to go there. I've seen passports that says Wakanda passport on it. I don't know if it's real or not, but. Oh, I will take a replica. Just let me in. Please let me in. I Just get me away from this, and I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I'll be good. Dude, like, I'm thinking... Okay, so... not Okay, not just the surface stuff. I went really, really deep in thinking with it. I'm like, you know, here it is. You have this hidden, what I consider paradise, what everybody probably considered paradise. Like, the shields just kind of melt away, and they're like, you know, my king, we're home. Mm-hmm. And everything is just, like, banging. Granted, all the rest of the continent was probably falling apart, but Wakanda was straight. Mm-hmm. So the question now is, like, well, damn, do you keep all that shit to yourself, or do you share with people who might just invite the colonizers in to come and take your shit? Well, that's a very good question. And I feel it, it definitely worth heavy pondering because I'm, of, I'm also of two minds on that. Like, yes, I want to help because that's in my nature. I think it's in our nature as a people, especially since we've been through so much. We're able mm-hmm. to all sides. But there's always my skepticism of, will you be grateful for my help or for my kindness? Or will you see it now as a weak point where you can make your entry and try to usurp? So I don't know yet what side I come out on. But I am thinking, as far as the story goes, Wakanda is so advanced that they would have 
contingencies in place to prevent anybody from trying to just come in and take complete control and oust them. So I guess I would help, but I would also always keep my military engaged and ready to defend. True. But then how about, why do we always have to invite people in? We you know what I'm saying? Like, invite people in. We do not. We absolutely do not. Yeah, like, I don't mind going out and sharing what I know and probably sharing a little bit of my resources, mm -hmm. but you don't need to know where the source of my resources are. This is You know what I mean? And I feel like, I feel like uh, at the end when T'Challa was like, he's, you know, they want to bring their advancements to the rest of the world to help. I mean, he didn't, he didn't build that um, outreach center in Wakanda. True. Out in Oakland. So Very yeah, true. we're going to help you. We're going to bring our stuff, our specs and all that stuff. You guys can show up or not. And we're here. We're here to help. We're here to try and, you know, guide you as much as possible. But it doesn't mean you have to cross our borders. And I'm kind of glad it was explicit. Like, they were like, oh, just come on in Wakanda. No. Nah. Because I'm not. We do that now. Replicate, but Yeah, they all up in Africa right now. That that's proof of what happens when you let people in, or not even let people in, but once they find out what you have, look what happens. Yes, that makes me. Uh, this is a total aside for this, really, but that makes me think of what's going on in South Africa right now, where the government is trying to remove the white landowners and take that land back and redistribute it to their African native people. And the whites are up in arms. Why are y'all up in arms? Y'all ain't from here. That's why, like, when I go back to my country, I'm like, what do you mean private beach? Y'all don't own this. I was born here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel this is my land, officially, because my, I was, when my mama popped me out, <laughs> this is where I landed. So for you to come off of your airplane and rope off a beach that I grew up on to talk about private beach, bye. Well, see, that's the problem. They've, they've always been very rude. Like, you want to own what you have, and but you want to own what I have, too. How is that yeah. fair? And if you think you're always going to meet no resistance, you're, gonna, you're sadly mistaken. You're going to regret that because somebody's going to stop you. And you know what? I'm on the side of the government that's saying, y'all got to go. But why? why did, I mean, granted, better late than never, but it's like, what, what changed to make them do that? I guess they have to get the leg legislative body on the same page. You know, it's with government, with politics, it's always this even this shit show for the longest time when they know what the right thing is to do. True. So my assumption is that, because I don't know any, I don't really know much about South African politics beyond. Well, I, will, I will say that they are very advanced because, you know, I forgot who I was talking to and, you know, they were like, well, I don't know if I want to go over there because, you know, you got to get vaccinated. And what if you catch something? And I'm like, yo, it's weird that everything that you probably see on TV or that you hear without, you know, throughout the media or whatever, you believed. Because when I went there in 2009, mm -hmm. the taxi cab guy is going about his business and I'm looking up and I'm like, oh, snap. Y'all got red light cameras, too. And dude looked at me like, like, bitch, where you been? <laughs> you know, <laughs> That was new technology for us here, but he looked, he gave me the serious side eye, like, would you just shut up and be in the back seat? Let me just drop you off at your location. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm you a tourist, hush. But it was completely beautiful. I mean, those people, 
oh, my people, my people. I can't even say those people because they're my people. I felt like this is what's missing. Nobody sees, you know, you don't just because you're in poverty doesn't mean you have to be nasty and disgusting. They have so much pride. You know, we went to what was considered the slums. Mm-hmm. These people would come out and sweep the streets themselves, put all the garbage and all the trash in one particular pile on the side of the road for pickup. But you walk through that neighborhood, you don't smell no dog, nothing. It just, it was like clean. Mm-hmm. Shant- shanty towns, you know, you got eight people living under one little galvanized paling roof type thing going on. For those people who don't know what galvanized paling is, is basically the, what do you call that, aluminum siding without the paint? Yes. So imagine, yeah, your shanty is made of that on all four sides, and it's just a room where you and your whole family are living, but it's so freaking spotless. It was it was a wake-up call. It was like, wow, you really can't believe what you... You really have to go to other people's countries to experience what their life is like. Because you can't believe what you see on TV at all. Absolutely. I I can say that I grew up in a place where... or Well, for the first 10 years of my life, I grew up in a place where you would consider it one of those shanty towns in certain areas as well. But that didn't make our country or our citizens any less you know, proud or prideful. We took pride in the little we had, even if we didn't have much. So yeah, we might live in a dirt floor place, but we kept it nice because- Sure did. Yes, we had esteem in ourselves. And I'm not saying that's where I lived. I'm just saying I was in proximity to it. So I saw these things. It's not foreign to me, Right. And, but it doesn't make our people or my people any less. It, made, it didn't make me look down on those that had to live that way because they may do with what they could make do with. So, I mean, all what does this have to do with Wakanda? It's just, it's nice to be able to draw, you know, comparisons and contrast with what we saw in that movie in our day-to-day lives and mm-hmm. experiences. It's really nice. And it's really nice to also hope to achieve certain things that we saw depicted in that movie for ourselves. Right, because within the skyscrapers, you still had what I saw to be like, you know, Adobe-type houses or whatever. It, it, yeah. There was still an element of just, you know, the naturalness and then the the tall industrialization of whatever was going on. So it was both and it was beautiful, you know? Yes. Proof that you can marry the two. Yes, definitely. Because the village people, they didn't care. It was like, yo, you know, y'all got y'all, this one got their tribe and this one got their tribe. But when it comes to doing things, they come together. And it would, it, nobody made fun of you because you in a shanty or nobody made fun of you because you in the tall skyscraper. There was no good and bad hair, you know? I loved it when Michonne got, forgive me, because I can't remember her, her name in the movie, but we all know her as Michonne because we, we kept calling her Michonne throughout the whole movie. And she snatched that wig off. Lord have mercy. She was like, oh, how long do I have to wear this thing on my head? Look at this thing, this little rat on top of my head for what? But yes, I mean, I love the, the the comedy elements in the movie as well because you know that's a that's a Marvel franchise staple. Heck yeah! But what are those? Talk about his sandals. <laughs> sure. Yo, I almost peed on myself. 
I mean, I loved all the characters, but I really appreciated Shuri uh, because, you know, national pride. She's the actress playing her is Guyanese, and I'm Guyanese, so I identified with Yay! But, you know, her character was so refreshing, and to be literally the smartest person in that land of, you know, no slouches. No slouches whatsoever. But she was in charge of technology. She was a super nerd. I loved it. Science, math, lovely everything that the universe is made of so it was it was so great it was just you know i mean this movie was everything and of course i'll probably watch it over and over i can't wait till it comes out on dvd no rush just saying for the rest of my life so so what's his name mbaku trinidad first role ever (laughs) first role ever yeah first of all he's six foot seven so when I think about all the Trini boys that I know, five foot five and below, <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, what's going on for real? Don't discriminate, Joe. I'm not discriminating. Not saying the good things don't come in small packages, but I'm like, but Jesus Christ, when I was in the Trini posse, what happened to all these tall gentlemen? You were looking for him, but you couldn't find him, huh? I ain't seen nobody. What? Mr. Winston C. Duke? Where you there? Six foot seven? Jesus Christ. He was pursuing his craft, okay? He didn't have time. Jesus. Mm. I love mm. my husband. He's five foot ten, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Six foot seven. Jesus. I feel you. I feel you. But I loved it. First role, and then that was the other thing the dynamic, the relationships between the men and the women. Yes. Very respectful. Oh my God. On both ends, there was nobody yeah. fighting each other to be on top. Absolutely. And when the when the dude knew he messed up, Mr. Strong Eyes from Get Out, <laughs> when he knew he messed up, what did he do? You bow to your queen. You better you better recognize because she was like, "Yo, I'm putting my country first. I was like, "Hmm, I don't know about that, but okay. Well, if that's what gets it done, because she she swore an oath to the throne, I get it. Yeah, but she would have chopped him. So it's best for him to comply. <laughs> I loved it. Was- I'm still on high. I, you know, just the segue, like I just came back from a photo exhibit from a friend of mine. And I loosely call him a friend because we have a very colorful kind of past history. Mm-hmm. And I knew him from since like 99. But um, I actually had to make sure it was cool with my husband. I was like, you know, is it all right if I go and support him? Because, you know, I told you about our situation back in the day it wasn't a savory one but like this is photo related and he said it's because of me that he started photography and now he went to Cuba and took all these great pictures and he has an exhibit I have never had a real exhibit so I'm like hmm let me see what my uh you know what what did I influence that's but I went and it was it was actually very nice very very nice and there was no like weirdness and that brought me to thinking like okay in, in talking about men and women and how they respect each other, you know, being married is, is kind of weird in that regard. Like, you don't know how to behave with exes, per se. Yes. Which is why some people kind of try to keep, like, you know, completely away from, I guess, because they don't want to be put in awkward positions or have to explain away anything, even if nothing's going on, you know? But why is that? You, like, why do you think? I don't know. Uh, human nature, possibly. 
possibly the you know the biggest answer but uh, I don't know I'm I am uh I'm not a like a monthly subscriber to monogamy all the way so really this is news to me no. do tell no, because I, I, I obviously I was raised in that ilk because that's that's what our society puts forth. Like you know, man and wife, you're betrothed or whatever. This is it. But I guess when I was somewhere around my mid to late thirties, I'm almost forty now. That idea kind of got turned in its head because I'm like, well, what am what am I what am I really hoping for? When I looked around at all the relationships. And it seemed to have like a timestamp of when they would head into their demise. Like there was always, they were always going along for a while and everything was good seemingly. And then after a while, like, oh, we're, you know, we're ending this, we're breaking up. And it wasn't anything like where there was infidelity necessarily or any of that stuff. It just kind of just got to a point where they were like, okay, we've done all we can together and we'd like to pursue other things on our own or other people or whatever the case is. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, hmm. maybe, maybe there is a, an exploration on certain relationships, you know, when I, you know, I mean, I, obviously man, woman, even if it's same sex relationships, you know, romantic relationships, but maybe there is an expiration. And I was trying to gauge what that number is. Sometimes it's 20 years. Sometimes it's 15. Sometimes it's 12. But there always seemed to be a point where the two people may, in fact, grow apart and not be willing to continue down the road together. And I think huh. you have to give room and allow for that without it being a, oh, my God, why are you going to throw away this many years? Who said it was a throwaway? Maybe those 20 years were great. And now we've grown 20 years more and we've discovered that parts of ourselves where we're like, oh well, maybe I want to pursue this and I don't really want to be tethered to anyone or maybe I want to find who else I can meet out there and, you know, become one with. I think we have to allow room to to explore these things within ourselves because it's life is weird. It's amazing. It's strange. It's about discovery. Also, you might discover that that person was the so-called one, which I also don't believe in, and you migrate back to them. Hmm. after your little adventure so we I think we need to give ourselves the space to at least consider those possibilities so when when things like that do come up we're not broken because this relationship is now done right we can because granted I like felt nothing you know what I'm saying like it was just weird like here's somebody who you did have a past with mm-hmm. and I gotta say my husband was one of those situations where, okay, we tried and, you know, years ago and for whatever reason it fell apart, but not like on a bad note. And then here it is that we found ourselves together again. And this time it was like, all right, you know what? You're here to stay. Great. And I still like you all these years later. Like, I really, really like you. Mm-hmm. When you get that, I guess you have to kind of cherish it. But for me, I didn't want to create, like, I don't ever want to create any kind of weird space in our communication so hence why I'm like babe you know I got invited to this I know I told you years ago that I didn't want to deal with him because he had wanted me to join like his little photography group and like 
business type stuff and work with him. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that because I don't want to be working alongside you and have those, you know, like you don't know boundaries. He does not know boundaries. And I don't want to put myself in a position with a person who has no boundaries. Now going to support him at a exhibit where I just see you and you're, you're moving about the room and there's other people there that I know that I can mingle with and chill. That's fine. Cause guess what? An hour tops and I'm out. So it, what weirded me out is just like, why do we have these, you know, cause my husband's like one of those people who just says, you know what? That's my ex. I'm done. I'm not talking to her anymore. <laughs> Cut <laughs> off. And I'm like, why? If you've spent three, four years with this person and you didn't end on a bad note, what's the harm in, and you know, if it comes up, it's like, Hey, I wonder if this person's all right. Not saying that you love them and miss them like that. Or is that opening a door to say, hmm, what if we do have unfinished business? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I mean, I feel like... Or is that a monogamous way of thinking? Because if I, if I was into polygamy, probably I wouldn't even ha- even be questioning having those kind of thoughts. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, from what I've uh, gleaned and learned over the past few years, I think polyamory... I don't know much about polygamy because that's when you just, you held bent on marrying several people and that's your bag. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to okay. marry. Pal- polyamory? Polyamory. So okay. I feel like you can, like when it comes to polyamory, there's a lot of rules, which sounds weird, but there's a lot of guidelines and rules as to how you conduct yourself with whomever you decide you're interested in and want to conduct and get involved with. So ne- it's never a thing of just, oh, you know, I thought he was cute. He thought I was cute. And we just did the do and then we forgot about each other. It's more so a thing of I'm in a committed whatever with you. I find this person attractive. First, we have to discuss it. Then I have to approach this person and they have to consent. There's a lot of consent being handed around in those kind of situations. So that's why oh. I feel more respect being given, given to the relationship and relationships and people involved more so than monogamy has been doing for the past how many hundreds of years it's been going on because a lot of marriage hmm. that's not a yeah, I've seen that various reasons for this cheating violation And yes, we can change our mind, but what you probably should have figured out prior to was, is this setup going to work? Right. And that's why, A, I, I, I'm hands-offish with marriage to a certain extent. Is that something I'm not saying I don't want to It's not something I'll enter into lightly. Right. So, now I'm able to figure out what other options I might have and still be safe with myself, safe with another person or persons, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, this is a roundabout way to answer your question, but I feel like you telling your husband what was going on was a respecting. It was respect for yourself as well as respect for him. Listen, I want you to know that I'm going to be interacting with someone who's who I've shared a past with, but obviously I no longer share that with him. Right. 
this is just this is a show of support that I want to extend to someone who I once had deep feelings for. And if you think about it, like you said earlier, if you shared that much time with any person and if they were worth that time you spent with them, granted it wasn't somebody that abused you in any form, really, then why wouldn't you show up to support them when they're making strides and they're doing big things and you're proud of them? Right. And he was one of the first people who actually modeled for me when I had my first camera. So it's kind of like paying it backward forward or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's like it came full circle. I I totally get that. And I, I, you know, for me, it's a no brainer. Like it wouldn't even be something that I would have to bring up. I'd be like, that's what, that's what you do. I, I care about you. There's plenty of people you come across in this life and you share, you share things with them and you don't necessarily stay with or are in contact with them for the remainder of your journey. But if they pop up on your radar and they're like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. And you know, I'm really coming into my own and I'd really like for you to be there. What would it cost you to lend that support to them? Right. Exactly. So I think, I don't, I think you did the right thing for the right reasons. And no one was really thinking about, infidelity or stepping outside their marriage this is about what it's about if we're on right. what we said it was about is what it was about it was nothing underlying there True. you think this kind of thing will go down in wakanda <laughs> <laughs> well we don't actually honestly truly know what wakandans subscribe to as far as their um, romantic relationships we didn't really well no 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 because he was he went out looking for his ex-girlfriend yeah yes but no t'challa is in love with nakia i get that but t'challa is one man in the kingdom there's other people in that kingdom that we didn't we didn't touch on um what's her name okoye was with i never remember uh get out chris's name in the movie i can't say it so that's his probably... real name is david i know that much but i know his name in the movie yeah that's bad that movie so and they're together but i've been reading up some stuff and they're saying that okoye is actually queer so she may be bisexual and there, oh. may, there may be some some polyamory going on there she may have a girlfriend or a husband and a wife or a girlfriend and a boyfriend or whatever some mix up of that so we can't honestly say what's going on in Wakanda we can speculate very interesting yeah I mean listen it's all love at the end of the day because the respect is always there and I think that's what what makes everything feel that much more better you know what I mean yeah, well, yes, you have that's that should be like the first principle of any interaction. Period. Right. Going to deal with you, there has to be a level of respect, which means we have to communicate. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But I still love the movie. It was awesome. It was sure was. And I need to get people need to stop selling it out so much. Nah, pause. Let me read. What? Keep seeing it. At some point, I'm going to get me a ticket when I want to go see it, and it won't be so sold out. It'll be almost sold out, but I'm going to be just right before it gets sold out so I can get my ticket and get in there. But, um, yeah. Yes, indeed. Ah, oh, this was so nice. Thank you so much. 
I mean, I'm sure there's there's more notes that I'm probably going to take when I see it for the second and third time. Kind of like how I do with The Walking Dead. Do you watch The Walking Dead? No, because you didn't even know what time it came on. But I uh, I read the graphic novels with uh, <laughs> our friends Terrence and Felix, and they were great. Girl? Mm. I know you, ain't, you probably ain't got that time. It, it, it's a commitment. That and I don't have the stomach. Like reading the graphic novels was was. What it, do you mean? All that goriness and stuff. What? I can I can handle the cerebral part of it because you know I get the sense that that show is not about zombies. It's about human condition. Yeah. So it, stuff that you might want to take little notes. Like if God forbid shit ever hits the fan, you might need to be a little prepared. Mentally, that some people go and act like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think me and my brother discussed. My nineteen-year-old brother discussed that we were going to be the ones that were the gatekeepers in Suarez, keeping the family safe. We would be like, uh, we would be those savages where anything that looks funny got to get chopped up, right? Yep. So, I think I got a little bit of a grasp on it. So I'm not too worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's right up there with the purge and all that other stuff. Like when people go batshit crazy, you just need to have a plan for you and your fam. So, <clears throat> as long as you got that, and don't let nobody know that you have your rations or your little, you know, whatever stashed away. That should just be for your own knowledge. Don't be one of those people that somebody knock on your door. Could you please help me? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry, but survival of the fittest. Why ever you are not in your house locked up safe? is none of my concern. So whatever you did to be outside talking about help me is not good for me. Just saying. You're right. That's the, that's the school I subscribe to as well. Yeah. Because the only weak people that I should be worried about are the ones that's in my house who can't really do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Let it stay there. Yeah. <laughs> but outsiders? Nothing. Sorry. God forgive me. I'll do the, you know, Hail Mary and send you on your way. Godspeed. Yep, because if you can't survive it, you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> We're so bad. We are horrible. We are. Well, my lovely Ishikins, I thank you so very much. You have made my Sunday. Thank and you. The sun- and the Sunday of all my other listeners. <laughs> oh, well, I hope so. I mean, if not, oopsie. All but- like 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for asking me I appreciate that and I, I love helping you so well I love you I mean I you know the way I see it is like this podcast is like a way for me to to heal not just myself but I guess whoever is listening because other conversations can spark out of it yeah and I just you know as opposed to trying to go out there and find these famous people to like interview I'm like Yo, my friends are famous. They're famous to me. Because for me to want to spend time with y'all and break bread and have dinners with y'all and, you know, laugh and whatever and share in each other's tears of sorrow or joy or whatever it may be, like, to me, that's dope. And that's more interesting to listen to than, you know, this is real shit. Yeah, that's why you're a real one, Joe. Oh, thank you. Real recognize, real son. All day, every day. But on that note, oh, a little shameless plug. Do you watch The Magicians on Sci-Fi? I do. I love that show. Dude, 
Did you realize that the last episode that came on like Wait, don't this week? I'm not saying I'm not spoiling anything. Sally Richardson Whitfield directed that bad boy. I love that woman. Oh, she's awesome. She's. Good. I was like, holy shit, really? Okay, newfound respect. Just wanted to throw that out there. Awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it then, because you know I'm I'm a little behind, but nope. but I love that show. It's yes. great. Absolutely great. Shameless plug, Sci-Fi The Magicians. It's the Shiznai. It is. Yeah, watch it. It is. It is. Well, thank you, my lovely, and happy Sunday. Same to you. All right. Everyone out there, my anchor heads, this is Jojo and Ishikins saying peace out. Bye. Bye.